Welcome to Courageous Wellness. My name is Erica Stein. And I'm Allie French. And this is a podcast about individual journeys within wellness and how to navigate it all. After Allie experienced a cancer diagnosis in her 20s. And Erica went through a sustained 50-pound weight loss and self-love journey. We created a platform to interview real people from all walks of life that have combined all types of practices. From physical wellness to emotional and spiritual, we hear courageous stories and focus on why it's important to share them. We are both certified integrative nutrition health coaches and together with our community are learning to live our most purposeful lives by sharing one courageous story at a time. It takes courage to share these journeys and by talking about them, we aim to destigmatize the process. We want you to be your own health advocate, feel educated and informed on the latest in health and wellness and empower you to feel your absolute best. And because we want to bring forth a wide variety of stories, the opinions of our guests do not necessarily reflect our own, but we hope the diverse and varied stories will empower you to make the best choices for your own life. So join us as we and our community share our courageous wellness. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Courageous Wellness. Uh, We have a wonderful episode for you today. But before we get into that, we are going to share our weekly updates and what is going on with us. So Allie, how are you? You just came back from a little bit of fun travel. How are you? Yes, I'm doing well. Thank you. Um, It was a really nice trip to the Northeast and I was in nature and I was in the ocean and um, yeah, I went to Cape Cod um, Martha's Vineyard and then like the woods of New Hampshire. So it was a really fun, um, all around sort of like new England trip with lots of seafood and hiking and, um, you know, the occasional tropical storm thrown in (laughs) was never a dull moment. I've always wanted to go to Cape Cod and Martha's Vineyard and it just seems so dreamy. And you're, if you don't follow us on Instagram, um, if you do follow us on Instagram, then you did see Allie was posting on the lake and all the oh, yeah. things you were doing. It was just gorgeous. I have to say your like hikes your hikes were just gorgeous. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. The hikes were so wonderful. It was great being in nature. I mean, it's not that we're like it's a different beast than being in Southern California, to be honest. We have a lot of perks here, but it's very dry here. As everybody knows, we live pretty much well, in a perma, perma, um, drought. drought. Well, <laughs> yeah. I feel like people also forget that Southern California is a desert. The desert. It's yeah. A desert. It's, yeah. It's a desert in a drought. And, um, so even with like some hikes and stuff that we have here, you don't have like the moisture in the air. You don't have that lush green, really beautiful, fragrant sort of basically lushness that you get in the summers of the Northeast. And I definitely think like it's a little nostalgic for me because I grew up in the Northeast and I spent my summers, summer camps and sailing and doing really fun sort of like summer activities. Because when you grow up in a climate with four seasons, you have to squeeze all of that like sun time stuff that we get to do basically all year round here, you have to squeeze it into your summer season. So it kind of like elevates everything, um, you know, during the summer months there. And, but it was just, it was so wonderful, like to be in nature so much. We swam in the river and in freshwater, which was awesome. And then, um, 
did a lot of hiking. And then, yeah, in Cape Cod, we did have some stormy weather, but we got to take the ferry to Martha's Vineyard one day and we it was nice enough to swim. So we did that and it was wonderful to be in the Atlantic Ocean again. And yeah, I just, you know, I'm trying to really savor some of that lovely summertime, you know? Yeah. Um, how about you? What's going on with you? Uh, nothing as magical, although gosh, it's been so warm here and lovely and different, lovely, but just lots of long walks, lots of hikes, lots of time outdoors. Um, just really enjoying the sunshine, trying to think of anything else. If you are local, I did have, um, a delicious glass of frosé, frozen rosé <laughs> with um, a girlfriend at a place called Margo's in Santa Monica. And they have a huge outdoor seating patio area, which is very important to me still. I'm an outdoor person now. Um, but yeah, that was really fun. And then in wellness, something I'm really loving that I've tried before, but I'm actually doing right now as we're recording is, um, I got Sakara delivered, mm. um, which is for anybody who doesn't know, Sakara is a plant-based organic meal delivery service based in New York, but they source local throughout the United States. So they, I'm pretty sure deliver to all 50 States, but wherever you are getting the delivery, it's sourced locally, it's organic. They have such a beautiful ethos and, you know, we, we have their cookbooks. We're really big fans of Sakara. I'm huge fans of the company. Um, so I got their, uh, meal delivery service and I, it's one of my favorites. If you follow on Patreon, we also, um, included them in our favorite meal delivery services. That was an attachment resource to one of our videos. Um, but it's just so good. And I, I don't eat a lot of meat in general. Um, so it's not the most difficult for me to go plant-based, but what I love about Sakara is these are meals that I would never, ever, ever make on my own. They're just like, I just had a Cobb salad, but it had coconut bacon in it. And, you know, like all this fresh organic greens. And this morning I had, um, it was like a peach parfait with like an overnight oat coconut yogurt, peach parfait. And it was delicious. And there were these huge, big, juicy peaches in it. And it's just it's so delicious and it's so nourishing. And because I'm such, you know, we're like huge gut health people here. Um, it is so good for your gut because they make sure you get your six cups of greens per meal per, for lunch and dinner. It is, but it's so delicious. Like I also am not, <laughs> I'm not, you, you guys all know this. Like, I don't love vegetables. Like I eat vegetables, but I, who wouldn't like, I'd much rather not eat vegetables, but I've learned to love them because I know what they do for my gut and my body. But, um, Allie, like I was eating my salad with you on the call and I just like, I can't get enough of every bite, the way they put their dressings and their flavors and their combinations. And, um, it's my favorite. I would do it all the time if I could. And we're actually so excited in our show notes where we're going to be partnering with them and we'll have a code for all of our listeners. So if you're interested in checking out their meal delivery service, you can use that code as well, but the code also works in their clean boutique and they have metabolism powders and detox teas and really food forward protein bars. And I've loved everything I've tried. So that's kind of just something fun. I treated myself 
to this week. I'm just so sick of cooking and yeah. sometimes need a little bit of a break. And so, um, yeah, I just, just I also love- side note about Sakara. I just wanted to say like, when Erica mentions like detox tea, she doesn't mean like those internet selling, no, 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 gammy, oh. you know, diuretics or anything like that. It's like teas to actually like with herbs to help support liver function, those yes. types of things. Support so your liver. Yes. I it think is you just want to delineate, you know, this is a whole food yeah. meal delivery program and yeah. everything. Like I said, they're very food forward. They're very food positive. They care so much about the gut microbiome and the health and everything is organic. So yes, there's no, no yeah. scammy weight no lossy scammy, stuff. Scammy weight lossy things. If, if anything, you probably will eat depending on how you eat. This is so much food. It is like, these are big salads, big pastas. Like you get pasta. I'm having, I think tomorrow my breakfast is like pancakes. So it's, um, it's really tasty. It's definitely not, um, it's not a detox by any means, but I love doing it. I've done it a few times before and I just always feel so good when I, when I do it. And so, yeah, I just wanted to treat myself this week because it's summer. I don't really feel like using my kitchen and turning on my oven or my stove. And so, yeah, it's just, it's been a nice little treat. And other than that, just same old here, same old, same old doing my little at home workouts. I did. Um, the last thing I'll mention is actually, I just did a spice girls Peloton and it was so fun. I actually, I performed in my fourth grade talent show as Posh Spice (laughs) and we did it to, um, hopefully our millennial listeners know this, but you know, it was like, stop right now. Thank you very much. Uh, so they played that in class and it brought me right back to the fourth grade. So yeah, but just feeling the good, happy summer vibes and yeah. Yeah. So, and this is going to be such a great episode. Yeah. We have never done an episode on tapping. It was something I was so interested in. And Jen is just such a calming, lovely, wonderful presence. And it was a lovely conversation. So should we get into it? Yeah, let's get into it. So today on the podcast, we have a conversation with Jen Miller. Jen is a coach and EFT tapping practitioner who is passionate about helping other sensitive souls shift into alignment with their authentic selves and reconnect to their intuition. Jen believes we all have a deep wisdom inside of us and can access all of the answers we seek if we simply tune in. Jen is a recovering perfectionist and people pleaser and spent much of her childhood, teens, and 20s lacking confidence and feeling highly anxious. So in this conversation, we discuss Jen's personal experience transforming her anxiety through tapping. We talk all about the practice of tapping, what it is, and discuss the power inside of all of us. So enjoy the episode. We are so excited to offer our listeners a new discount to one of the best probiotic supplements on the market, Seed. Whether you are a Patreon member in our nutrition community or a regular listener of the podcast, you know that Ali and I are both very serious when it comes to the importance of gut health and building a thriving microbiome. I personally have been using Seed for months and have noticed a big difference in my digestion and bloating. I am now devoted to taking Seed every morning before food and I'm really excited to share their daily symbiotic with our audience. 
The formulation of the daily symbiotic combines a probiotic and prebiotic, is vegan and gluten-free, and includes 24 clinically studied naturally occurring strains not found in yogurt or fermented foods and beverages, and lives up to the highest standards for human and planetary health. Yes. In addition to being a really reliable probiotic and prebiotic supplement, Seed is committed to creating science-based education for all those that partner with them through accountable advertising at Seed University. This is where we are all committed to not spreading misinformation about health on the internet, which is pretty important. Also, I personally love their commitment to sustainability with a refill system and all recyclable or biodegradable packaging materials. Erica and I only advertise products that we use and feel are of benefit to us and by extension could be of value to our community. If you would like to order Seed Daily Symbiotics to incorporate into your own gut health routine, Go to seed.com and use Courageous15 at checkout for 15% off or click on the link in our show notes or the link tree on Instagram. This episode is brought to you by our health coaching subscription service on Patreon. The Courageous Wellness Collective has expanded on Patreon to bring our listeners and clients an all-access, accessible platform to educate, inform, and create nutrition and lifestyle habits to meet your personal goals. For $8.99 a month, patrons will receive weekly video content on topics ranging from blood sugar stabilization, gut health, hormone balance, energy, sleep, skin health, how to shop the grocery store, pantry staples, and much more. Included, you'll also receive access to monthly virtual webinars, recipes, and special guest content too. With this subscription, you are guaranteed at least four pieces of fresh health coaching content each month. To learn more and become a patron, visit www.patreon.com slash courageous wellness, or check out our show notes. We look forward to welcoming you to our coaching community. So welcome, Jen. Thank you so much for being here today. We are both so excited to have this conversation and to get into all things EFT tapping. But to begin, can you share with us a little bit about your personal journey in wellness and how it led to the work that you now do? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Well, first of all, thank you both so much for having me on the podcast. I'm so happy to be here. So yeah, my personal journey with wellness, my gosh, I feel like for me, where my mind goes is back to when I was a kid and growing up quite a sensitive person um, and also dealing with lots of anxiety. And so that was really kind of my journey from a young age is sort of those two pieces. And yeah, I mean, it really led me through some, you know, tougher times as a young, like teenager with like bullying and those types of things. And, um, I think that really created this like deep curiosity and interest for me in, you know, like emotional and mental well-being, basically, and just being so interested in, um, my feelings because I was sensitive and I'm sensitive. I feel very deeply. And so just knowing from a young age, like, that's different than a lot of people. And, you know, why is that? And so just being really curious. Um, yeah. And so I, I kind of went on to do a degree in psychology in university just because of that interest 
and um, yeah, really continued from there. And, and I think where my like, I don't know, wellness journey sort of came to a head was once I was out of university working in a corporate job. So I was in corporate HR at a big accounting firm and it wasn't aligned for me at all. And I was so anxious all the time. Um, I just felt drained and I felt like I was trying to sort of be someone that I wasn't and fit into this like box that just wasn't me. Um, and so I started to have a lot of symptoms. Like I had digestive issues, the anxiety got way worse um, and, and that kind of thing. So at that point I um, sort of took the first step and I didn't really know too much about like wellness and how to support myself. So I went to a naturopath and that was like really what kicked things off for me in terms of like looking looking at my wellness holistically and um, maybe making some tweaks in how I ate and how I moved my body and um, just learning more about, you know, the anxiety and stress piece and how that can impact other, you know, parts of our bodies, right? Like the digestion thing, obviously there's a big connection there. And so, yeah, that really sort of led me down um, this really kind of deep path of interest in wellness and how I can support myself. And so I just started making all these, you know, small tweaks, um, at a time and, um, yeah. And then, and then sort of where that led me was actually to want to make a shift in my career altogether, because like I said, I just like, wasn't aligned at all with that corporate job. And so I decided to go back to school and actually do um, a certif certification in holistic nutrition. So that was like my first um, step into like a career in the wellness world. Um, and, and that was amazing. I mean, I learned so much and um, I'm deeply grateful for that experience. And I sort of went on to start my own business from there. And I did the nutrition thing for quite a while, um, but I just wasn't finding like my footing with it. Like, you know, I, I really was interested in a lot of it, but I just kept finding myself coming back to the emotional wellness piece of it, which of course there's a, so much connection with nutrition and that side of our bodies. Right. But I just felt like what I wanted to share was more like, you know, how you can support yourself emotionally and, and looking at, you know, limiting beliefs and our energy and those types of things. Um, and so that's been sort of my journey the last few years and how I sort of transitioned into doing EFT tapping. So emotional freedom technique is just really like this journey of following my gut and my intuition that was pulling me to certain things, right? Like kind of taking that step to go into the nutrition that was close, but it wasn't quite it. And then sort of just following it. And I started tapping on myself just as a personal practice, because it is incredible for your nervous system. So for the anxiety and stress piece, it's been like trans transformative. And, uh, once I did that on myself for a long time, I was like, this, this is the thing. Like, it just felt like such a fit on so many levels for me that I knew that I wanted to really do this for my job. Um, so that's, that's kind of where I am today. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I love hearing, hearing people's stories and their journeys that sometimes it takes, oftentimes it's not linear. Most of the time it's not linear and it takes like you said, like the holistic nutrition, it sort of broadened you into that world, but it might not have been that like the ultimate thing, but it, like it opened you up to then eventually find EFT. And um, I think that's like, as we evolve and grow, you know, hearing stories like yours, where it's like, 
yeah, maybe it's like the right step for right now, but then there's like something else that it, if we stay open leads us to, um, even greater things for what we feel aligned with in our work and in our sort of in our life's purpose. Um, so I'd love to share for anyone, any of our listeners, I'm pretty new to it. I I've been aware of it, but I don't know a lot about the details and like the foundational sort of components to EFT. Can you share with us like what is EFT and how it works and how it works with the nervous system? Yeah, I would love to. Um, okay, so EFT stands for emotional freedom technique. Um, it's otherwise known as tapping. It's one in the same. Tapping is sort of just like another name for it um, because as part of the practice, you are actually tapping on certain points of the body. So yeah, so I'll sort of break it down. Um, first, to start off from a high level, really what EFT does and what this practice does for your body is to bring it back to balance. So from a very holistic perspective, um, physically, you know, emotionally, energetically, it's bringing the body back to balance. Um, and it consists of two parts, sort of is how I like to think of it. So the first part is actually physically tapping on a series of acupressure points. Um, so they're mostly on like the upper body, the face, um, the collarbone under the arm and, and so on. So there's eight points that are part of that typical sequence. So that's, that's the first part. And then the second part is while you're tapping through those points, you're also verbalizing and acknowledging how you're feeling. So that's a really important part of this practice is the emotional freedom piece. And what that means is the ability to actually acknowledge our feelings, which we often, you know, maybe don't give ourselves the opportunity to do. And in that it allows us to sort of free um, some of those maybe stuck emotional energies that are inside us. Um, so those are sort of the two parts. And yeah, with the practice, it really brings the nervous system basically back to a rest state. So from that, you know, stress, sympathetic nervous system back into that parasympathetic rest. So I like to say it, com it completes the stress cycle for us because, you know, as we know, we are being constantly bombarded with stressors, right? Everything from like big, maybe chronic stressors, traumatic life events, too small, like every day, like my notifications on my phone, the blue light from my devices, like whatever it is, it's, you know, our, our nervous systems are a lot of times sort of like on fire a lot of the time. And so, yeah, this practice really allows us to complete that stress cycle. So again, just taking us from that um, sympathetic to parasympathetic nervous system state. And um, it does that through, you know, the stimulation of those acupressure points. Um, and then, yeah, so that's sort of the nervous system piece. And then the energetic piece is it's really allowing us to free any sort of stuck emotional energies because, you know, as um, energetic beings, which we are as humans, emotions are also energy. And so if we go through something that for some reason, maybe it's you know, just kind of get stuck. We don't get to process it in the moment. Um, maybe it's very traumatic. It can get stuck in our bodies as the stuck emotional energy. And uh, yeah, so tapping through the points, which are, you know, again, these acupressure points that helps to start that flow again um, of that energy. So it helps to sort of rebalance those energetic pathways, um, bring our bodies. So like our, our physical bodies, our mind, our energy, our nervous system sort of back into this coherent state. Um, if that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. And it does make a lot of sense because, um, 
our bodies, like tapping has always made so much sense to me, especially because our bodies is where we store, right. Our trauma. And so even if your mind and our minds are so good, right. At protecting us from trauma. So our minds, can be, and I use trauma very widely, right? Because everybody has a different definition of it and everyone's been through something challenging from the small to the very large, but either way, your body is holding on to that. Even if your brain is like, no, I'm good. I've moved on. Everything's fine. I'm safe. Um, our body knows better if we haven't released or processed that emotion. So tapping has always made so much sense to me because it's physically tapping these points in our body. I don't know. I feel it so much of my chest when I tap. I don't know what point that is. Um, but maybe you can talk to us about some of these points that we tap on our body and how it works to, um, like where they're connected to. Yeah, 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 for sure. So, so the sequence of points are basically, um, associated with the major like organ energetic systems in Chinese medicine. Um, and so, yeah, the sequence, I can sort of just walk through what the points are. So the first point is the side of the hand. So for anyone listening that can't see me right now, it's sort of like where you would karate chop something like just on the edge of your hand. It's otherwise known as the karate chop point. So there's that point. And then we've got the eyebrow point. So just sort of on the tip of um, your inner eyebrow, the side of the eye. So the outer edge of your eyebrow under the eye. So just, yeah, right under the eye there, under the nose, so sort of just between your upper lip and your nose, under the mouth, the chin. So sort of just in that little point underneath your lip. And then the collarbone, which is one of my favorite points. Um, and then under the arm, so just sort of where, if you're wearing a bra, where your bra strap would hit, and then the top of your head. So those are the sequence of points. So yeah, typically in a tapping session, you would move through those points sequentially. Um, and as you, as you do, you're saying those various statements that the statements are focused specifically on like what's called your most pressing issue. So the issue that's really um, giving you grief. So maybe that's, I'm so anxious, or maybe that's, I'm feeling really frustrated. Maybe that's, you know, I'm feeling uh, really insecure right now, you know, whatever it is, it's, it's kind of specific focused on your emotional experience that's really uncomfortable and you're verbalizing that as you move through the point. So yeah, so the points are basically just associated with the major organ systems from a Chinese medicine perspective. Thank you. I think that's a, a really like accessible way to understand it for anybody who's new to it. And um, we have done episodes on on TCM and, and um, acupuncture. So people are familiar with, and I know a lot of people that's semi, like semi mainstream now, even in Western culture. So the understanding of like the organs are associated with different points and like the energy meridian, that type of thing. So it uses a similar system. Um, but I'm curious. So as a practitioner of this, do people come to you or do you work with people to teach them how to do it on themselves or both. Yeah, both. So yeah, so in, in my practice, working as a practitioner with EFT, um, I've done, I, I do sort of both. So, but I don't typically do one-on-one. -on -one. So I teach a lot of EFT tapping meditations for groups. Um, and obviously with the last year and a half, as it has been, it's been mostly all virtual, um, which has been really cool. Like it, it's pretty incredible how you can feel this potent connection, like energetically with 
humans through Zoom, just like we are right now, right? Um, and so I love, I love facilitating that type of session where, yeah, it's just a group over Zoom and I'm guiding us through a guided EFT tapping meditation. And so basically what that would look like is I would sort of tap through the points and prompt them and leave time for them to repeat after me. So then they're sort of moving through that meditation um, and saying those statements. So I would sort of, you know, decide what topic or theme um, we wanted to tap on based on maybe, you know, what their needs are or something I've planned ahead of time, you know, whatever it might be, and then facilitate that session. Um, and then I also am like deeply, deeply passionate about giving this as a tool, like teaching this as a tool for others to be able to use and like take with them for life, because the impact that it's had for me and the relief it's given me and just doing this practice on myself, like not even necessarily, you know, going to another practitioner to get this like work done on me, but actually just, you know, learning the practice to do it on myself as a daily consistent practice has been where I've seen the transformation come in myself. And so that's really, really what I'm passionate to do for others is to, yeah, just really teach them this, this practice, this tool that they can use to, yeah, just sustainably see some of these results um, from that, you know, emotional well-being um, perspective. Yeah, I love that because I think that's so important. I think so many, Ali and I were just talking about this recently, but I think so many spiritual teachers and guides are, you know, like these are ancient, right? Modalities that should be accessible to everyone. And yes, you may need a teacher or a course or a class to learn how to do it and up level and all of that. But ultimately, I think a good teacher or a good modality leads you back to yourself and is something that you can do like you just need yourself. So I think that's really beautiful that that's like part of your inherent mission. And yeah, I just downloaded, actually, I signed up for your, I think when you sign up on your website, when you submit your email, I got a meditation and some journal prompts that I'm so excited to use. And I love that that just comes like right away when you sign up for, um, you can just download it immediately. And so I think that's so cool. And I'm a big journaler. It's actually, and I guess that's a question I can ask you. I don't know why, because it's so funny. Actually, Ali and I are both Buddhists. That's how we met. And I chant. So I chant every single day, um, these words, Nam-myoho-renge-kyo. And so I chant, and that's obviously I'm using my voice, right? And I know you mentioned with the tapping, we want to speak and release, but I have a hard time speaking. Like when I'm not, I have a much easier time journaling. <laughs> so how important is the speaking component? Can you journal before and then tap? And I guess challenge and push yourself to speak, but it's just something I've noticed recently um, as I've been doing mirror work and even hearing that like using my voice in terms of mirror work or tapping, um, I'm much more comfortable writing down my emotions. So maybe you could speak to the voice aspect of it all. Totally. Yeah. I love that question. And just as like a preface, I think journaling is such a really important, actually, um, complementary practice to tapping. And that's why with that, with that download that you got from my website, I include the journal prompts because um, that's also just in my personal practice been such a transformative thing for me as well as journaling. So um, it's, I think it's very complimentary. So yeah, the verbalization aspect of the practice, um, I think there's a couple components. Like the first one is 
that were, it's sort of a transfer of energy, right? In verbalizing and speaking, it's this release of energy. Um, but on the other hand, you know, you could definitely do the practice in just moving through the points. And I definitely do do that sometimes. Um, and I still get a lot of relief from that. And I think it sort of depends what you're going for, because um, what kind of happens with the practice when you're both tapping and verbalizing is that you're also starting to retrain some of these thought patterns in your brain, right? Um, and what you're doing is when you're verbalizing something that's uncomfortable for you, like I'm so anxious, like I'm so whatever. And at the same time, you're tapping and you're calming your nervous system. The combo, it sort of tells your brain that you're actually safe in acknowledging the uncomfortable. And so it starts to retrain like your thought patterns, but also your nervous system patterning that, you know, when you're in a place of feeling anxious about something that you're still safe because you're actually physically giving your body that safety, um, if that makes sense. So yeah, like I, I think, you know, it's definitely a practice that I always encourage um, everyone to use in an intuitive way, in a way that feels good to you. Um, there's no right or wrong in it. And definitely like tapping through the points and journaling together is amazing. Like just simply tapping, like I said, you're, you're tapping into that nervous system piece. You're literally like physio physiologically taking your body into that rest state. And so, um, even just doing that is very powerful. It's really cool hearing you talk about actually the speaking component. When you explain that, it makes a lot of sense from a from a retraining, like sort of like our neurological, you know, like patterns um, through the voice too, while you're also like telling your body something else. That's like that's really interesting. That's probably why it's also difficult to do in the beginning, because it's like maybe not a pattern one is used to, if that's like something that, you know, so it's like, if Erica was saying, for example, like that's something that's um, uncomfortable to do both those things at the same time, it like makes sense if it's sort of a based on like a neurological pattern, you know, like, or like we're firing in this certain way, but then we're also like opening it up in a different way. And it's like, that's how like the repatterning happens. But then it makes sense that like, that would be something that's gradual if it's like a deep sort of pattern of I don't know like our brains for lack of a better way to explain it um mm -hmm. so it's, it's really fascinating yeah. to me yeah yeah it's very cool yeah for sure yeah and I mean it, it's very normal to feel uncomfortable sometimes in the practice of EFT because we are you know encouraging ourselves to acknowledge something that is uncomfortable and if we're not, you know, used to always verbalizing how we feel, then it's normal for that to feel a bit uncomfortable. And I think the more, the more you practice and the more you do it, you will get more comfortable in that. Um, and I know even like people say to me, like, it feels weird to like speak out loud to myself. Like, I feel like, you know, they're just a little uncomfortable with that. And, and I totally get it. Like I, I really do. And, and I think the more you do it, the more comfortable you get. 
We want to take a quick break from this episode to tell you about today's sponsor, Milk and Honey. I have been using Milk and Honey's baking soda-free deodorant exclusively for over two years. This gentle, aluminum-free, baking soda-free deodorant was designed to nourish sensitive skin while keeping you feeling and smelling fresh all day long. When I decided that I wanted to make the switch to clean aluminum-free deodorant, I tried so many different brands, and each and every time I was plagued with red itchy bumps under my arms on top of not feeling confident that I did not smell. Milk and Honey not only once never gave me those pesky red bumps from their deodorant, but it also passed the smell test, even after an intense spin or hit class. It truly is the best and comes in two scents, lavender tea tree and lemon vanilla. Milk and Honey is a line of non-toxic, effective, and safe bath, body, and skincare products made in small batches in Austin, Texas. They source ingredients as hyper clean as possible, which means both choosing organic and making thoughtful, informed choices on safe ingredients. Milk and Honey is a female founded and funded brand. And in addition to clean deodorant, they also carry non-toxic bath, body, and skincare products like hydration creams, cleansers, soaps, body polish, and lots more that will make you feel nourished inside and out. Their online boutique also offers clean beauty products from top brands, including Osea Malibu, Virtue, Moon Juice, Kula Sun Care, and more. If you want to try Milk and Honey, you can receive 15% off your order by visiting milkandhoney.com and using the code CWPODCAST, one word, at checkout. You can also find the direct link in our show notes. I've been reading Louise Hay's book, You Can Heal Your Life, which has been so highly recommended by so many people. And it's it's very similar to so much of what we're talking about. And actually it's very similar. I was telling Ali this to our Buddhist practice, just with different, like more modern language. But what I find interesting is um, a lot of, that's why a lot of her work is, is mirror work. She makes you like look at yourself in the mirror and, and recite these almost like verbal meditations, right. Of of these limiting and beliefs that everyone has, right. She, she kind of talks about how like everyone thinks they're bad, right. Like just at their core, right. Manifested differently. It might be like, oh, I'm unworthy of love or whatever, but it's like, we all have this inherent, um, human experience of not believing that we're these like perfect, beautiful, souls that came into this world with a perfect, beautiful mission. And it's so funny because, um, it isn't, like I said, like I've had a chanting practice my entire life, but actually verbalizing some of these things, um, it's not easy. And I love though, I love, um, the component of tapping, as I keep saying, I'm sorry to repeat myself, but because I know the body is what holds on to the trauma it, it makes so much sense to me that without like a physical component, um, it, it's both as we keep saying and release. So maybe you can also talk about, um, if it's not too personal, but some of the things you've also been able to work through, through this, through this work. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So yeah, I think for me, and it really, I really resonate with what you're saying there, just sort of this core human feeling of a, of us not feeling like we're enough or we're good enough. Um, and that has been definitely a through line for me and, and just, you know, like I was saying at the beginning, sort of growing up, feeling 
very deeply being very sensitive and not knowing how to really, you know, reconcile with that and just feeling like, um, I was never good enough and, you know, taking on other people's energy and, and all of those things. So I think, you know, in, in sort of a broad sense, that idea of not enoughness is something that's really been a through line that I've worked a lot on in my tapping practice, um, to just really, and, and sort of tying into something else you said earlier too, is coming back to myself, like coming back to my, like who I am, like, and I think too, in being, you know, a sensitive, anxious person, I've lived a lot of my life in my head, like overthinking, analyzing, future tripping, all of these things. Right. And, and so it's allowed me to like, come back to my body, which then gives me this connection to my intuition, to my knowing that I have everything I need inside myself, which we all do. But I, I didn't know that for so long. And I just was guided by everything outside of myself. And so that has been just a huge, a huge part of this work for me is just that it's really allowed me to come back to myself and, and also to, to be able to move through emotion in a much more fluid way, because I think, you know, in getting really caught up in our heads, um, and for me specifically, I think I've always been very like self-aware of like, okay, I feel like this because of this. Like I get up in my head about like, okay, I'm feeling like this. Why is that? And like, I try to like analyze it. And I think, you know, there's some good aspects of being self-aware in that sort of conscious mind way, but really my journey with this practice has been dropping back into my body <laughs> and learning how to do that. Um, and, and that's been just like very, very transformative for me. I wonder if you've come across um, anybody in your work who's struggled with certain aspects of their physical health um, transforming uh, because of the practice or like while utilizing the practice. And the reason I ask that is because there's, we've been talking about this like physiological component to it, where it's like, it does work with our nervous system and our body. And I oftentimes, as someone who myself has had plenty of like random medical issues and health issues, like pop up out of nowhere, um, including like when I was 29, I had cancer. Like it was just like, but I was like healthy, healthy, healthy. And I've had these like things pop up. And I'm, I'm a big believer that there is comp a component to, um, maybe not all the time, but like a majority of the time, I think there are emotional components to, uh, physical health related things. Um, in addition to like other sort of practical physical aspects of it as well and environmental aspects. So I'm just curious, have you worked with anybody or like within your community of EFT tapping practitioners where you've seen people also have transformations in physical ailments that they've been dealing with by doing mm -hmm. this work? Yeah, absolutely. A thousand percent. Yeah. And, and for sure, like I have, you know, lots of stories, but even for myself too, and, and, and I can resonate Ali with having some of those random symptoms popping up 
after being, you know, quote unquote, a healthy person. And I, I have experienced that too. Um, but yeah, everything from digestion support. So, I mean, that's a big one, right? Because there's an obvious connection that we, most of us know about between our, you know, nervous system and our digestion. Right. Um, and so the ability to, yeah, definitely resolve a lot of digestive symptoms, like everything from bloating to, you know, you know, whatever it might be from a digestive front, I've, I've experienced it myself, but also heard many stories of it supporting that. And, and I think, you know, there's, there's a few components to that. It's one, again, calming the nervous system and allowing our bodies to complete that stress cycle so that our energy can actually go to those digestive process and actually, you know, have a balanced digestive, um, process, but also too, it's, it's the emotional component, which we've talked a lot about. It's any of these stuck emotional energies, um, you know, they can get stuck in different areas of our body and, and manifest as physical symptoms. So maybe it's bloating, maybe it's, you know, migraines, which is another one I've dealt with, um, ocular migraines actually, which are kind of scary. Um, and you know, everything from, you know, autoimmune conditions to yeah, digestion to, um, emotional mental ailments. It's the, it runs the gamut really with this practice. It's, it's pretty incredible. I love it. I love this conversation too. And I think it's just really about like, we are so hard on our bodies. We're so hard on ourselves. And, and I think this practice of tapping this practice of coming into yourself, it really sounds like it's, it's very healing in the sense of it's just about honoring and loving your body and, and your soul for, for, who and what we all inherently are. Right. And just sending that release and not to talk about it because I'm reading it right now. So I apologize, but actually Allie too, what you guys are saying in that Louise Hay book, I can't recommend it enough. You guys, um, but she talks about actually it's all like physical illness. You will get sick if you don't heal your, your mind and your body be or like your, like, cause your body is literally holding on to all of that anger, resentment, hate, pain, trauma, and it will, you will get sick. It's just a matter of when. And so that's what her whole book is about is, is releasing it. Um, so I think it's actually a great compliment to tapping truly. If anyone is looking for a book, I, I definitely do recommend that, but, um, it's reminding me so much of this conversation that we're having. So yeah, I just think it's so cool, the work that you do. And I'm really excited to start my tapping journey with your meditations and your journal prompts. So I can't wait to get going. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And one other thing that's just coming to mind that I feel called to, to share is just with this practice, I think, you know, we've talked a lot about sort of this emotional component and stress and nervous system piece and how it helps bring us back to ourselves. And I think a big part of that is it's a tool that allows us to soothe ourselves. It's a tool that allows us to self-regulate, right? And, and in doing that, that gives us not only this sort of like empowerment and confidence that we have the ability to do that for ourselves, but it creates us to be a little more of like, a, I don't know if this is the right way to say it, but like a closed system in terms of we're not then needing external soothing validation as much because we're able to give that gift to ourselves. And I think that's just such a beautiful part of the practice that I just felt called to share. Thank you. I'm really glad you shared that because we do talk a lot about, um, you know, self-care in the way that's defined in different ways and how sometimes, um, 
that can be more difficult than like self-soothing or self-medicating. You know, there's all these things that we can, as you talk about, like reaching outside of ourselves to soothe or um, care. And sometimes it's okay. Like, you know, again, we're talking about like not being too hard on ourselves, but also sometimes it winds up being detrimental, right? And so where that line is and having some sort of tool or practice like this, where you said you don't have to seek outside and you can perhaps care for yourself through the practice um, in a way where then your choices about what you consume, whether it's physical or mental or whatever, like all the stuff that we consume that is external, you can make it from a place that's not um, seeking like external validation or external soothing. And I think that's a really cool component. And it sort of leads me into um, one of, well, these wrap up questions that we ask all of our guests and and it sort of leads me into the first one, which I'm curious to hear yours. Um, In addition to doing EFT tapping for yourself, what does your daily self-care look like? And do you have any non-negotiables in your day? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love this question. So I'll first start by saying with self-care for me, I, I know this is a part of self-care for me is allowing myself to move intuitively throughout my day and listen to my body. Like that's a huge act of self-care for me is to ask myself, what do I need to feel nourished right now? Because it's always going to be a little bit different each day. However, for sure, I have some non-negotiables. Tapping is one of them. Absolutely. I've pretty much tapped, I think every single day since I found the practice, like a handful of years ago. Um, So that is a non-negotiable and journaling as well. So like I was saying, that is a complimentary piece to my practice. And I'll typically journal first and then tap because it helps me to like get out of my head a little bit to even start that process of dropping into my body just to get those thoughts out on paper. Um, I would also say movement for sure. Definitely with movement, though, it's been a journey for me of learning how to move intuitively and to not put this pressure on myself to be like, I have to work out for an hour and do this, this and this type of workout or it's not worth it. Like it's about really coming back to this, you know, what feels good to me today. And a lot of time for me, that's going for a walk outside, especially since the weather's been getting nicer. Like that has been a non-negotiable in my day. And and with those walks, it's, I really love to, I love to listen to podcasts and um, music and such, but I, I encourage myself to like take out my earphones and to actually be present on my walks. And that has felt really, really good lately. So to just like focus on my senses, how I feel like sensations, like how it feels with my feet, like walking on the ground, like different sounds that I can hear, what I can see. So like kind of going through the five senses um, that has been something that I've been doing really consistently, um, that feels really nourishing. Thank you for sharing all of that. The next question that we always ask is what does being courageous mean to you? Mm, I love this question. Okay. So to me, courageousness is, I think going back to this sort of intuitive piece, it's the ability and willingness and openness to listen to our intuition, to our gut feelings, and to actually move forward and act based on those, even if those things don't make sense up here in our conscious minds. 
because that has been such a big part of my journey is like, first of all, being open to these intuition, you know, pings or gut feelings or whatever you want to call them. But then the second part is actually having the courageousness to listen to them, right? Because it can feel a little bit scary sometimes if it's like, oh, my gut is telling me this, but that's not what I expected. That's not what I had planned. That's not what other people are telling me to do. That doesn't make sense. That doesn't fit. Um, But just being willing to actually move with that anyways. um, I think that takes a lot of courage to do. Thank you. And then the final one is, do you have any book recommendations that, um, and it can be on anything, it doesn't have to be on tapping, um, but just something that's meant a lot to you over the course of your own wellness journey. Yeah, so one of of my absolute favorite books that I come back to again and again is The Universe Has Your Back by Gabby Bernstein. Um, This is a book that I've had like multiple copies of that I've read front to back a a few times, but that I I just sort of have like by my bed and just sort of open it when I need to. Um, And yeah, her work has just been really foundational in um, allowing me to trust and surrender. (laughs) Um, and I think that's, that also is a big part of, of the practice of tapping, because as we've spoken about, like it sometimes does feel uncomfortable and, you know, sometimes we, you know, don't, maybe don't feel like we want to do it, but to really just trust that it is supportive and trust your body to sort of guide you in that, um, But yeah, the universe has your back is just um, kind of my like go-to for sure. Well, thank you so much. Thank you. This was such a lovely conversation. And so if any of our listeners want to find you, work with you, where can they do all of that? Yeah, awesome. So you can find me on Instagram at Jen Miller Co. That's J-E-N-M-I-L-L-E-R Co. Um, and my website is jenmiller.co where you can get that download that Erica was chatting about. If you do want to try the practice of EFT tapping, that's free on my website. Um, and so that's a great place to go as well. Thank you so much again for joining us today. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Courageous Wellness. Tune in every Wednesday for a new episode featuring a different guest each week subscribe, rate, and write us a nice review. And you can also follow us on Instagram at Courageous Wellness or get in touch via our website, www.courageouswellness.net, where you can also find additional info about our health coaching services, virtual group events, newsletter, and more. Until next week, I'm Allie. And I'm Erica and we're Courageous Wellness.